Welcome to the Debt Matters Podcast, where we help Canadians find solutions to their debts with licensed insolvency trustees from across Canada. I'm Wayne Kay. Today, we're going to talk about how to rebuild your credit after a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy. So when you... So when you file a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy, how does that affect your credit in the future? Now, when we talk about rebuilding your credit, what are some of the things that you can do and why is it important? And how long does it typically take to rebuild your credit? All that and more coming up with my guest today, Marianne Marriott from Allen Marshall and Associates, licensed insolvency trustee with offices in Alberta, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and British Columbia. Marianne, thanks for being here. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Looking forward to this topic. Well, this is a, a great one. A lot of people get into financial uh, problems and then finally you magically make them go away with either a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy very quickly uh, the difference between them are yes so consumer proposal is an offer to your creditors they get to vote and decide if they'll accept it and bankruptcy is essentially a forced offer there's no vote they will get what they are legally entitled to which may be nothing and maybe something depending on the circumstances Mm -hmm. and so after this happens what happens to a person's credit yeah, I love that question. And I'm, I am so passionate about credit bureaus and just this whole topic because people know so little about it. And the answer is, uh, it depends on where you are when you go through the process. So for example, if your score is really low, and for some people it is, I mean, they've completely tanked out their credit score. And uh, then they go through a proposal or bankruptcy. And ultimately, it just what I what I call stops the bleeding. So it stops the score from you know, continuing to plummet uh, and then gets you to the point where it can start to turn around. Or if your score is high, and believe it or not, I've had people come in and they have 800 scores, 750 scores, and they're going through a proposal or bankruptcy. So they've managed to keep their score up. They're going to have less of a hit because their score is higher when they go through the process. Mm -hmm. And how do you find out about your score again? Yes. So you can get it direct. So the two main credit reporting agencies in Canada are Equifax and TransUnion. You can get the information from them. However, it can be a little bit challenging, Um, but they all have third party sites that will offer it. So the two most common ones in Canada are Credit Karma. They give you TransUnion information. And Borowell, they give you Equifax information. And you can sign up for both of them online. You can download their app and you can get your score and your credit report instantaneously. And this is important for when you go to buy things, they look at your credit score. Even for something like insurance, I've noticed they've asked, can we check your credit score? Yes. Don't even get me started on that one, but I'm here. So you got me started. So I'm going to speak to it. Um, Yeah. Everything's tied to it nowadays. It's disturbing. It really is. I I do have a pet peeve with that. And, uh, and they say that if you have a stronger credit score, you will get a discount. Um, But what has happened, and I, you know, personally witnessed this a few years ago, is that there's a rate, but if your score is lower, the rate goes up. So, you know, it's just a nice little spin on it. Um, And I think that's really unfair because I 
I think people don't understand their credit scores and credit reports. And as a result, they may not be optimal and it may not be an indication that this person is, you know, in a bad place financially. So I don't like these kind of cut and dry Mm -hmm. scores, low insurance costs you more kind of thing. Well, and what I find annoying about it is the people who have the great credit score and piles of money in the bank and are doing super well, they get the best deals. And Mm -hmm. the ones who really need a break, they don't. And it's not fair. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, I call it the kick you when you're down scenario, Mm because if you're struggling, you pay the highest rates, you pay the most fees. Um, It really does keep people stuck. Mm -hmm. So when you go through a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy, does your credit rating plummet? Yes and no. So it does. But again, if it's really low already, it it dips. It doesn't really plummet. But basically what happens, uh, let's use an example of a proposal. And let's say you're up to date on all your things and you file a, a settlement to your creditors. Um, so you're up to date. Everything's reporting is up to date. I mean, but I mean, you're managing by the skin of your teeth and, you know, not eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens is when you go through this, you stop paying. So all your accounts start going, uh, reporting as delinquent. So that's going to drop your score pretty quickly and by quite a lot. For some people, it's just a dip because they've already not been paying the stuff's already in collections. Um, but ultimately, it will bottom out. So that's what I try to you know, encourage people to just stick with it, that yes, your score is going to drop, but the idea is we want it to bottom out and stop dropping, and then we can start doing what it takes to get it to start coming up again. Right. So rebuilding your credit. So can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So first of all, rebuilding your credit really means two things. And it depends on how you look at it. From the lender's perspective, it means that you meet their criteria. And I'll talk about that in a second. And from the individual's perspective, it means achieving some type of credit worthiness. So they might sound like the same thing, but I'll, I'll pull those out. So we talk a lot about credit, credit score. And people think rebuilding your credit means that you have a good health strong credit score, which which it does. Mm-hmm. Um, scores range from three to nine hundred. And you know, if you're in the seven, eight hundreds, you have a pretty good healthy score. However, it's only one piece. So you also need, I call it credit credit worthiness. So you need to have a good credit score. You need to have a good debt ratio, which means how much money do you owe based on your income. And this is where a lot of people fall short. They have an excellent score. They're doing a great job juggling, but they owe $100,000 in unsecured debt that they really you know, can't manage long term. And uh, and then the third piece is income stability. So you have to have you know, good steady income. And that's what lenders look at. They don't just look at your credit score. They look at your debt ratio. They look at your job situation, your income stability. So they look at all three. And I think it's really important for us to understand that when we're looking to rebuild our credit. So if we're going to take the step, somebody's gone through a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy and they're going to start rebuilding, it's you got to keep an eye on all of those things and especially the debt to cash ratio. Yes. Yeah. And what happens in a proposal or bankruptcy, you trade one for the other. So when you come to see me, you have a terrible debt ratio. You owe too much debt to your income. 
and your score may be high or low. It just depends. But what happens is you go through a proposal or bankruptcy. We're helping you get your debt ratio back in check because when you finish, you're going to have a better debt ratio. Your score is going to take a hit in the meantime. So you're trading one for the other. And then that's where we focus on, okay, now that the debt ratio is in line, let's look at getting the score back where it needs to be. Okay. And typically, how long does that take if you keep it in check? Your yeah. So that... And that really does depend, and it definitely depends on whether you're going through a proposal or bankruptcy. So it's really difficult. It's not impossible to reestablish credit while you're going through either of them, but it's really difficult to get any traction until you complete the process. And because a proposal is traditionally five years and a bankruptcy can be anywhere from nine months to three to four years, depending on the circumstances, generally speaking, it's easier to start to reestablish credit in a bankruptcy than a proposal just for that reason alone. Okay. And I think you mentioned, you know, people come to see you for these situations. That's an important thing that we do want to mention that if people are saying, well, everything she's talking about is pretty much where I'm at. My score is horrible. I owe way too much money. I'm not sleeping. I'm stressed out. Well, then they can get a hold of you through the website, wecanhelp.ca. I'm going to give all the details at the end, but... This is what the show is about, is it's helping Canadians who are actually in bad financial uh, places and they need help. Absolutely. And getting the right information. I mean, I have more people, you know, the two things I hear most often are, I wish I'd contacted you sooner because they people suffer in silence way too long. And the second is specifically, you know, with our company here a lot is you explain things so well and, you know, you gave us such great information um, because it's a, you know, it's a holistic approach. It's not just about, like say, it's not just about getting the debt ratio in line. The other piece is, you know, what do we do now to help you get your credit score on track? Um, so it's really accomplishing both of those. Yeah. And also you don't want them to come back in the same situation. So you want them to nope. be growing that savings and being better in the future. So yeah, it's a good thing. Yep. I, I tell them all, I love you. Don't come back to see me again. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the thing is a lot of us try to do it on our own. And I'm sure there's a lot of common mistakes that people make when they try to rebuild their credit after one of these situations. What would those be? Yeah. So the first one is not monitoring your credit score or report throughout the process. So the first thing I find is that um, generally people will just, they don't want to look at it because, and I have people say that, I don't want to look at it. I know it's terrible and I don't want to look at it, but it's really important that you do look at it. Even before you go through a proposal or bankruptcy, you know, it's important to know where you are and what's happening. Now I understand why people don't want to do that. But once you start going through the proposal or bankruptcy, it's kind of like um, you start a diet for lack of a better term or eating plan mm -hmm. and you want to see how you're doing. So you step on the scale to see your progress. It's exactly the same thing. You want to check in, you want to see your score. But more importantly, you want to see who's reporting what, because a lot of times things get missed 
um, uh, notice goes to a creditor, it doesn't get input in the system. They send it off to a collection company. They never notify the collection company. I've had more people, you know, coming out of a proposal or bankruptcy or a year or two or three years later coming back saying, my credit score is terrible. You know, what do I do? And they, they've lost, you know, anywhere from three to five or six years where they could have been doing something. So to me, that's the biggest common mistake is ignoring it and not keeping an eye on it. I have to interrupt you for one second. How often should we check it? So first of all, I'll mention that there's no, you don't lose points for checking it. So when someone monitors your report, there's what's called hard inquiries and soft inquiries. And when you check, it's a soft inquiry. So it doesn't impact your score. So I'll just put that out there because a lot of people think if they yes. check it a lot, it harms them. So what happens is if you sign up for this, you know, Credit Karma or Borowell, they actually give you an update every month in your inbox. So it's right there. You just have to look at it. And if anything unusual happens, you get an alert. And that is what I love about those two programs is it allows you to monitor it and it allows you to get notified if there's anything out of sorts happening so you can catch it quickly and you can put a stop to it. Do I want both of them or is one fine? You you want both because um, Equifax and TransUnion do not have mirror files. They won't be identical. So unfortunately, it's one of these things that's like, yeah. why do we have two credit reporting agencies? But unfortunately, we do. And you do have to monitor both of them to have a good handle on it. And they were Credit Karma and? Borrow Well. So it's like Borrow and Well, but only one W in there. Oh, Okay. Got it. Okay. Now we need to yeah. be uh, following. Okay. So that's one of the mistakes. What's another uh, common mistake that people make? Yeah. So the other one is doing nothing. And having no credit is as bad as having bad credit. And so, you know, this is more for when you finish the proposal or bankruptcy. Again, people go, well, I'm done. It's over with. My my uh, report will repair itself. And then two years later, they try to, you know, get a car, get a mortgage, and they realize they can't. And they're like, I don't understand. I went through a proposal or bankruptcy. But they didn't do anything once they were finished. So when you're finished the proposal or the bankruptcy, you need to do some stuff. You need to check your credit report. You need to go through it with a fine tooth comb. You need to um, make sure everything is updated. I will guarantee you it's not all updated. You're probably going to have to file some dispute, dispute resolutions to get it updated. And um, and then the other piece is getting some type of new credit. Unfortunately, that's where our system's set up. You need credit to have a credit score. So you're going to have to get some type of credit, a small um, secured credit card where you give them a deposit, they give you a card so that you can start to use it. And then, you know, even with that, there's a caveat. Don't don't um, max it out. And now Typically, people think, well, I'll just get it and pay it off in full every month. And that's great. However, our credit system's a little messed up and you get some some uh, bonus points for leaving a balance. So I always tell everyone, pay it off in full or don't carry more than 30% of the available credit for a few months and pay it after the statement, but before the due date. So if you go get groceries and then put the money on, you go get gas and put the money on, Unfortunately, you don't get the same bang for your buck, pun intended. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you can do it. You can still pay it off every month, though, can you not? 
Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and and I've told people experiment because I, you know, I I know a lot about the credit reporting system, but I mean, there's so many nuances. So I'll say, get a card, pay it off in full every month. Do that for three to six months. Monitor your score, see how you're doing. Then use it for another two or three months. Leave a little bit of a balance on each month, and then see how you're doing. Because ideally, you want to see how quickly is my score coming up, and then you choose the strategy that's going to get you where you need to be in the time frame that you want to be there. Right. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Anything else uh, that people do that? Is yes. Wrong? They apply everywhere because Marianne said, go get credit. And so then they go, well, I'm going to apply for this credit card and I'm going to apply for that loan. And I saw this place that helps me rebuild credit. And they go do a lot of uh, uh, applications and then they get all these credit checks, which are now hard inquiries. And that is going to plummet your score as well. So you really don't want to apply everywhere. You want to really have a focused strategic approach where's the best place for me to go? Um, you know, do your research. If it's a secure credit card, look them up online, see which the best one is. Some have annual fees, some don't. doesn't matter what the interest rate is if you're going to pay it in full every month, but the annual fee might be a determining factor. Mm -hmm. So you really want to be strategic and you do not want more than three inquiries in a year and you don't want them close together. I'm allergic to fees. Yes. <laughs> I don't like them. It doesn't make any sense for me to pay a fee to get a little less interest rate um, yeah. or more points. And I'm probably missing out because nowadays, don't we buy things and think about the points we're getting? Absolutely. And I mean, I've seen that so many times where someone has a points card and then they have a balance on it. And they're paying interest. And they're like, oh, I earned a free trip to Toronto. But if you look at your statements, you've paid $2,000 in, you know, interest uh, in okay. order to get that free trip. So we really need to watch that as well. And Absolutely. final one. I think really just the last one is I kind of combine the last two, not having a focused strategic approach. So, you know, winging it, just, you know, hoping it will repair itself as opposed to getting the help that you need, getting some support, getting some professional advice, and then, you know, taking the steps that you need and then monitoring it to see how you're doing. Perfect information. That's exactly what we need to know because... I learn every time I talk to you, there's all these key things that I keep forgetting that I'm supposed to be checking. So this has been great information. Any final words of advice you need to share with us? The only thing that I would end off with is just your credit score is so important these days. And as we talked about, it shows up everywhere. Renting, get a cell phone, your insurance rates. Um, so I really want to urge people to pay attention, to monitor it, start the process. And then once you get in there, if it's just completely confusing, just reach out to someone like me, credit counselor, um, anyone, you know, just to learn a little bit more about it. But I think it's so important. I That, that would be my soapbox moment. I would want to let everyone know. And we sure appreciate it. Marianne, thank you very much for this show. I, I, it's wonderful talking to you. Awesome. Thank you, Wayne. Well, my guest today, Marianne Marriott. To learn more or to schedule that free consultation with Alan Marshall and Associates Licensed Insolvency Trustees, go to the website wecanhelp.ca. Wecanhelp.ca. And that's it for today's Debt Matters podcast. Now make sure you subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast from. And of course, for more information, you can always check out debtmatters.ca. Thanks for listening. 